Yes, I'm trying, not writing the rules, nearly ratifying from Maillard reactions to flavor extractions. I'll prove what I knew all along. I can be special, her act can be special. It's finally home and ready to proclaim That the world will remember my name Hello and welcome to The Original Cast, a podcast about original cast albums and the people who love them. I'm Patrick Flynn. Happy 2021, everybody. Coming to you here on the first... I'm recording this on the Monday, so January 4th here. January 4th, 2021. And as you have noticed from the title, if not the opening song, we're talking about Ratatouille, the TikTok musical, the Ratatousical, Ratatouille songs for Radical Rats. Uh, it is it was it was a thing it was we kicked off 2021 with a bang in so many ways uh but theatrically we still haven't had the tony awards but we've had a tiktok musical uh and i well i'll tell you what i think but i'm gonna hear what you thought first because i put out the call on instagram uh to get some reactions i got some great reactions from a lot of friends of the show so we're going to hear from a a few people who sent in voice memos and which includes it's a cross-generational experience of of ratatouille reactions um we're going uh we have friends from all over and a very special uh in-depth interview with uh, the Noak family of Arlington, Virginia, conducted by uh, past guest and uh, live show uh, performer Anna Noak. Here is a deep dive into audience reactions of the Ratatouille musical. Hey, Patrick, it's Jeremy Diamond. Hi, this is Danielle Molman. This is Bridget Gray Sheaf. This is Alex Fasella of the Broadway Baby podcast. I'm the titular Broadway Baby. I just watched the Ratatouille musical. I watched the Ratatouille. Ratatouzical. I just watched the Ratatouille musical. Like I just got done three minutes ago, and I had to take notes because I have a lot of thoughts. I really liked it. The songs were good. They were all kind of in that Alan Menken '90s Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin sort of style, and I'm very impressed that not only did a crowdsourced TikTok musical pick a genre of of musical. A songwriting style it picked the right one and it kept it consistent uh hey mac hi you are gen z correct i am gen z in fact and you have a tiktok i do have a tiktok as a matter of fact were you aware of the ratatouille musical as it was happening no you didn't no it never popped up on your feed i don't think so that's fascinating did what did you enjoy what you heard did you i feel thought it was proud of your generation did yeah. you feel connected yes okay um, and I thought the intergenerational cast was very good as well. So. There we go. Great. Thank, thanks for your time, Mac. The main thought that I have is that I actually sat there and analyzed it like a show. Like, a, like it was a Broadway production. Like it was something completed. And 
uh, whole and like ready to be put on stage, which it's not quite, but like, I, oh, I mean, I don't know. I walked in like ready to be like, just like laughing the whole way through it. Like this is going to be, you know, it's Ratatouille the TikTok musical, but it was quite, it was, it was, it, I don't want to say it was good. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say it was a waste of my time, but I wasn't leaning in. I wasn't excited moment to moment about what was going to happen next. Hey, Laura, you, you too are Gen Z. Is that correct? That is correct. And you have a TikTok account. Absolutely true. You were aware that the Ratatouille musical was being created. Completely. It popped up on my For You page several times. Were you happy with the way that... It was translated from the original TikTok. Oh, completely. And I think the cast was so good. The cast was insane. And they they just did a great job of staying true to the people who had originally contributed to it. And I liked, I don't know, I thought at the end they paid homage to the creators. And good. Also, you can't, you can't have watched this musical if you don't know anything about the movie, because the book isn't done. The story's a little hard to follow if you haven't seen the movie. Obviously, the book left a lot to be desired. You can only show so much. And if you remember, the movie is like really fast-paced and, you know, very visual, especially with the cooking and the senses. I hated the book. I thought the book was so cringeworthy. I found myself getting up whenever there was a book scene and kind of walking away and not having to endure the narration element. Hey, Casey. Oh. You you are Gen Z, right? I don't know. I think you are. What did you know about the Ratatouille musical before we watched it as a family? One of the songs was really bad. And did you know that because I told you that? Yes. Whoops. Okay. Uh, so you don't have a TikTok. No. You weren't. You didn't see the Ratatouille musical being created as it was happening on TikTok. No. Were you impressed with what you saw on? Yeah. yeah? Did you have a favorite song? Nope. Do you care about this interview at all? Eh. Hi, this is Kirsten Parker. Bought a ticket, go Actors Fund, and I missed it. It is 7.43 and I was only allowed to watch until seven. <sighs> Hi, Dad. Hi, Anna, what's up? We're going to talk about the Ratatouille musical. Okay. Which you watched with us. I did. Were you paying attention or were you on your iPad? No, I was paying attention. Uh, did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. I was uh, impressed that it was so cohesive, given that it was all done over uh, virtual uh, tools. Uh, the Tango Maureen song, which is not what that's called. The one that Colette sings, uh, that was fun, you know needs to be longer i thought titus burgess was a little bit miscast but you know i guess doing his best titus uh wayne brady really brought it adam lambert kind of surprised me with how good he was man and wayne brady's commitment to costume i don't know if titus burgess was the right person to be playing remy i i wished for someone younger um and i loved wayne brady wayne brady was amazing i didn't recognize him i mean like that's the kind of commitment that gets you 11 seasons of whose line is it anyway for for good or for bad hello mother 
Hello, daughter. Uh, you watched the Ratatouille musical with us. I did. Yes, I you did, did watch it. And you are not Gen Z. I am not Gen Z, dear. No. No. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. So, how much uh, did you know about the Ratatouille musical before watching it? I only knew what you guys had told me. So you knew the title song, the Rami. I didn't actually even know any of the actual music. I just knew that there was a movement to crowdsource a Ratatouille right. musical. Right, and how you you heard us talk about it before? Oh, I did. But before even they made it a thing. Correct. What what were you thinking? Did you ever think it would become a a virtual concert? No, I actually was theater? wondering why you and Laura did not send in the song that you decided you were going to write. Because I never finished anything. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I did as well. Uh, did you have a favorite song? Um, honestly, no. I loved the fact that it happened. Yeah. It made me so happy. I cannot express how perfect the casting of Ego the Critic with Andre de Shields is. That is the best casting I've ever heard in my life. The ultimate lesson I think to come out of Ratatouille, the TikTok musical, is that Andre de Shields can do no wrong. I have the rat's life stuck in my head, so something is going right. There's literally nothing to compare this to, so it's impressive that in the ways that it adapted it at all, because they had to make changes because you're doing everyone's filming themselves individually. And like Honestly, if they can do that, then Disney Theatricals should let me do what I want to do, which is a stage adaptation of the made-for-TV ABC Family Christmas movie musical Mistletones. And if you want to talk to me more about that, you know where to find me. I think. BridgeofGraceChief.com This is Anna. I really enjoyed uh, the Ratatouille musical I'd seen some of the original TikToks with the songs, and I liked them for the most part, except for the Remy, the Ratatouille, the Rat of All My Dreams song, uh, because I thought the music was good, but the lyrics didn't make sense. Uh, but then for the streaming show, they changed the lyrics, and they made it into a Remy solo, which I thought was awesome. Um, and the songs were all bops, and the performances were fantastic. Uh, and I, I'd stream a cast album if they made one. And I hope Wayne Brady is having a great day. Thank you, Alex, Bridget, Danielle, Jeremy, Kirsten, Mac, Laura, Casey, Joe, Nancy, and of course, Anna Nowak. Uh, thank you guys so much for sending in your voice memos. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I, I have to say it was funny listening to the voice memos from from people who don't have children or have never seen uh, one of these Disney condensed shows at either Disneyland or Disney World because it was exactly that. That is exactly what they are like. It is a uh, a character, you know, doing. They do the movie usually in like half an hour instead of an hour, and it is just narration dump after narration dump to move us to the next song, basically. Uh, and if you go to the Disney park, um, may I recommend uh, at Animal Kingdom and Disney World the Finding Nemo musical, which we've actually talked about on this podcast before, way back in year one, like in 2016 with uh, Lee Liebeskind and I talked about it, um, written by the, the Lopez's, Double E Got winner Robert Lopez. Uh, it, it is 
it's this it had the same vibe to it it felt like a disney musical it felt like a show i've seen a hundred times and i was really impressed with the cohesion of it i like bridget sort of thought well this is gonna be probably kind of dumb i knew nothing about it um other than it existed i was aware of the fact that there was a ratatouille musical on tiktok i'm not on tiktok i'm not getting on tiktok uh so you know, I didn't know anything about it. And so I, I I simply went in blind and was thrilled uh, with what I saw. And I think because my expectations were so low is one reason the book didn't bother me as much as it bothered uh, several of you, <laughs> it seems. But I, I agree, it's not done. It, it's not even really a book. It's just bridge narration and a couple little scenes to get us in between the various songs and set up what's going on. And I do think they tried to cram too much narration in there. I felt Titus Burgess was running out of breath doing the narration more than he was running out of breath doing the songs. Um, I like Titus. I thought he was good. I take the, I take the point that he may be a little old for it, but I thought he his energy was exactly right. I should also say at this point, hilariously, I didn't watch this on the first, but the movie my family and I did watch on on January first was Ratatouille. Just totally by coincidence, we all watched Ratatouille only a couple days ago. So I've seen the movie very recently, and I will agree this was so much easier to follow because I had literally just seen the movie. It's a movie I'd seen a few times before, but not one that I've seen a ton. And it was great to have seen the movie, completely refreshed myself to the plot, and so I could know exactly what the beats were going to be and where things were going to come. Um, I I laughed out loud when it was announced that Andre DeShields was playing Ego, because that's perfect casting. He did exactly what he needed to do um i would love to see him do that part for real on stage it, it is a fascinating part um and uh it, it is a really interesting i mean he just brought the exact right energy um i like the actor who played the younger version of him which i'm not remembering his name at the moment uh but i really i just thought it was great it was so much fun it was a real show i mean, also to, to sort of piggyback off what bridget said like i i really was evaluating it like a real show having a kind of zoom show fatigue which i think we're all kind of living in a little bit i am appreciative of productions like this that go it's not going to be a stage show but we are going to take the presentation and the timing seriously and we're going to use all of the things we have at our disposal to make this work not just green screen but the fact that they had the split screen with the uh, one male dancer and one female dancer and then they just tripled them each to make six dancers working in in pretty much perfect unison was perfect it's just a really clever thing you can do in this format that you can't do on stage and it makes it's doing more with less and that was really where this succeeded. It reminded me of the other, another great um, uh, Zoom v- video I've seen, Zoom theatrical presentation, not to toot my own horn too much, was a, a, a version of, of my play Tinkerbell, which you can get now through dramatic publishing, uh, that was done by Tulsa Community College's uh, production, uh, their young theater production, uh, directed by Mark Frank. It was absolutely magnificent, all over Zoom. And it was done in the same sort of way it was really imaginative with with camera angles and and playing with darkness and 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 uh and really rehearsed and practiced as a piece of uh digital theater or, or filmed theater not as simply a live theatrical piece and it's that kind of thing that really makes all the difference in the world to me it that you really you think about the medium you're presenting you're not trying to do a stage show from your house you're trying to do a zoom 
theatrical presentation. What does that mean? I don't know. We're making it up. As Alex said, there's literally nothing to compare this to. And I hope it, it sort of inspires people to do things more in this vein with production value. Uh, obviously, performers and writers have to devote, you know, donate their time to these sorts of things so that money can be raised. Um, so it's not for everybody. We shouldn't start doing a thousand of these um, and people shouldn't feel obligated to. But when it is doable... Um, I think it's great. I'd like to give a shout out also to Kevin Chamberlain, uh, who played Gusto, and he was fantastic. It was a, the casting was perfect because it, every actor you saw made you feel like this was going to be okay. You saw Kevin Chamberlain, like, oh, he's okay, good. I, I like Kevin Chamberlain; he can do his thing. And then you saw Titus Burgess, you're like, oh, good, it's Titus Burgess; like, he this will be funny. And there's Wayne Brady and it's Adam Lambert; it's just, it, they just keep coming, and you're always feeling. Like these performers know what they're doing. I'm not. It just feels very comfortable to watch this. So, yeah, I would. I agree with Anna. I would. I would stream the cast album for my kids. I would totally next time when this comes back around again, and I'm sure it will. I will show it to my children, um, and they will absolutely adore it. I think it's great, and I think it's the perfect. Interestingly, and I don't think this is what was intended when it was started, but I think interestingly, Ratatouille is the perfect. Pixar Disney film perfect film really to do this way because the message of Ratatouille that anyone can cook as as Ego says at the end that doesn't mean that literally anyone can cook but it means that great cooking can come from anywhere and this shows to me that theater can come from anywhere that good theater can come from anywhere and it came from everywhere it came from so many different writers uh, writing the songs and and coming up with the ideas and doing the arrangements and then obviously it, it took a couple of people to hone it all together and make it cohesive but it came from all over it came from the spirit of collaboration uh, and it came out and it raised you know money for the actors fund so god bless the reviews were were i thought very good the ones i read uh the new york times review w was good uh, Peter Marks reviews it for the Washington Post because it had absolutely nothing to do with Washington, D.C., so he covered it. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, his review was really good. There was a lot of people doing doing great work. It's getting a lot of good notices about, for the Actors Fund and for, for this the possibility of having to do more of these going into the future. Uh, I feel happy about that for the first time. I feel like there's a there's a way to do this. We're discovering how to get through this to get us through to when live theater returns. And then something we can do in a different way going forward. We can do more fundraisers like this. We can do more presentations like this even after live theater has come back. It's another art form that is emerging. And that's that's really exciting. And the song that I loved and that we're going to go out with actually, I'm surprised nobody mentioned it, is the song Anyone Can Cook. I thought Anyone Can Cook was the far and away the best song in the show. Uh, and was the one that I instantly rewatched after I watched it the first time and uh, have had stuck in my head, and I'm going to send us out with it right now. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we've got some great episodes coming up. Next week we have Emily Clark talking about uh, Little Night Music, and two weeks after that we have Emily Eston on to talk about Newsies, and uh, we got a, a, you know a lot of great guests coming up in the next couple of months as we jump into 2021. And don't forget, if you're a patron... Of the original cast, you go to patreon.com slash originalcastpod and become a patron and gain access to our patrons-only podcast, the original cast of the movies. 2021 is the year of Sondheim. We are doing 12 Stephen Sondheim movies, one a month, uh, long-form discussions with two guests each and myself. We're doing 
Six by Sondheim, Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, uh, Little Night Music film adaptation, Sweeney Todd, of course, but we're also doing other things like The Last of Sheila. We're doing Evening Primrose. We're doing, you know, movie Dick Tracy, movies that, that Sondheim was involved in uh, and won Oscars for in a, in a couple cases. So um, all great favorite guests from the original cast um, have been signed up to do this. I'm so excited about the slate of guests. We're kicking off here on January 27th. The first episode drops. It's Six by Sondheim, the documentary we're going to be talking about. Uh, as our introduction into Stephen Sondheim's career with uh, with the Off to Broadway podcast and myself should prove to be uh, hilarious <laughs> to get those two wonderful ladies on to give me a hard time about how old I am, probably. But, uh, but you know, they're Canadian, so they do it very, very politely. Um, in any event, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for subscribing. Uh, please go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review, five stars, please. And uh, I will see you next week with Emily Clark talking about A Little Night Music. I'm Patrick Flynn, and I can't. I have rehearsal. Anyone can cook. Anyone can cook. All you have to do is look inside yourself. Anyone can cook. You could even write a book. It could sit right next to mine there on the shelf. Don't let a soul try to tell you how to broil or to braise. A casserole can be droll, but if you want to amaze, try some wine, it's divine. When it's time to deglaze, cause anyone can have some fun, man. Anyone can cook. Anyone can cook. Put your game to the flame because anyone can have some fun.